Hi there, this is Jacob Msiba, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Last week we spoke about the topic titled Jesus, My Beginning. And this week, we are going to look at the subject, Jesus, my foundation. Jesus, my foundation. Last week, we looked at Jesus as our beginning. And this week, we want to look at him as our foundation. As our main text, I'm going to read from the book of Isaiah Chapter number 28 and verse number 16. Isaiah 28 and verse number 16. Where the Bible says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tied stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Somebody say a sure foundation. One more time, a sure foundation. And it continues to say, whoever believes will not act hastily. Whoever believes believes will not act hastily. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word. Our hearts are opened. We ask, renew our minds, transform our lives. Build us up with the word of your grace. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. You and I, Bazalwane, have been called by God to build. We have been called by God to build strong, solid, and great lives. Strong, solid, and great families. And when I say families, I include marriage in there and any other thing that is involved in as far as families are concerned. We have been called by God to bring to build strong, solid, and great callings. And by callings, I mean your career. I, I mean your business. God has called each and every one of us to build all of those things from the ground up and build them in a great and in a successful way. Are we together? And this is because God himself is a builder. The Bible says that he is the builder of all things. God as our father, he is a builder. And also the Lord Jesus Christ himself as a son, the, he said, I will build my church. So even the son himself is a builder. I do believe as well that the Holy Spirit himself 
is a builder. The Bible says that when we are praying in the Holy Spirit, we are building ourselves up in our most holy faith. And whenever we are prophesying, meaning we are speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says we are speaking exhortation, edification, and comfort. And that word edify there means to build. So in other words, whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to us, his aim is to build us. So he is a builder. Therefore, you and I are called to be co-laborers with the Godhead, with the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We are called to co-labor with them so that we can build our lives, build our families, and build our callings. Are we together? We need to involve them in what we are building. Because the Bible says, if it is not the Lord who is building, those who are building, they are building in vain. The message translation says they are building shacks. So we don't want to build shacks in as far as our lives, our families, and our callings are concerned. We want to build something solid, something strong, something great. Something that is going to stand the test of time. But here is the truth, Bazalon. Every strong, solid, and great building requires a strong and a solid foundation. Every strong, solid, and great building. And when I say building, you need to think of your life. You need to think of your family. You, think, you need to think of your business, your career, whatever it is that God has called you to do in this season. So if you want to build it in a great way, you must have a strong and a solid foundation. So even God himself as the greatest builder of note in the scripture where we have read, God who is all-powerful, God who can do all things. You know, God, whatever is impossible with men, it is possible with him. I mean, with God, all things are possible. But he himself, as a great builder, observes this principle. In Isaiah, where we have read, he makes it very clear. He says, behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. He says, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. This is God building. In other words, if God wanted to, he can just build successfully without one. But here he is, he is setting things in order. He is putting a principle ahead of time. So in other words, even in as far as the architects are concerned, they, they, they discover this principle, you know, after that if you want to build anything great, make sure that you are going to learn from me. Watch how I do it. I start building by laying a, uh, a stone for a foundation. And for that matter, he says, a tried stone. Are we here? Therefore, Barcelona, I want to put it forward to all of us this morning that attempting to build without a solid foundation is attempting to build 
only to, to lose what you have worked hard for at the end of the day. When we are going to attempt to bypass this particular principle to make sure that there is a solid foundation in whatever it is that we are building, that we stand the danger of building, yes, maybe sometimes there will be some element of success, but only to find that at the end of the day, it is going to come down, you know, um, and, and face destruction. And that is not what and how we want to build. We want, when we are building our lives, we want them to grow. We want them to be great. When we are building our families, we want them to grow. We want them to, to be great. We want them to stand the test of time. We want them to survive all the storms of life because nobody in his right mind can build with an intention of losing or wasting everything that they have worked hard for. But if we are going to attempt to build without laying a strong and a solid foundation, we are running the risk of losing it all. The foundation speaks of the beginning because it is important how you begin when you are going to build something great. It is not just about having this desire and aspiration of having indoor you know, and as a at the end of the day, and just forget about how you are going to begin and just focus and, and, and hope for the best in as far as the end results are concerned. So, so when we are talking about the foundation, we are talking about the beginning of something. And sometimes, yes, the beginning can be later than uh, uh, what we have um, anticipated. Sometimes you can start on your marriage journey only to find that you have not started building. You be, why? Because you at that point you don't have a clue. Some of us you get married after five years. It's only then that you realize that. Hey, I wonder what was I doing all along? Because it is now the beginning process when you are really and truly. That's why we are even talking about the new beginning. Because God can give you a new beginning that maybe for the past five years all that I've been doing was to mess up my life. But now God is giving me a new beginning so that I can lay again a good foundation and begin to build upon it. So the foundation speaks about the beginning and also the foundation also speaks about the basic principles that upholds who I am and what I am doing. There has to be certain principles, certain values that I observe in my life, that I apply in my life, that serve as a foundation upon which I can build my life, upon which I can build my family, upon which I can build uh, even my business or my career. Are we together, Bazalwan? Now, God himself knew the importance of a foundation, like I said. And he was very much aware and he spoke about it. He, was, he knew the foundation, for an example, of his throne. And that's why it's important even for us to know the foundation of our lives, the foundation of our families, the foundation of our callings. Because God himself, as the greatest builder, knew this principle. And he was sure that as I sit on the throne, I judge, I rule, I reign. I need to know the foundation that upholds my throne. 
I need to make sure that I know it. And that's why even in as far as you and I are concerned, we need to know the foundation upon which we are, we are building. Psalm 89 verse 14, listen to this. The Bible says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. So God had a throne or he has a throne. And the Bible makes it very clear that righteousness and justice are the foundation of that throne. So it, it says to us, God clearly knew what he was doing and how he was going to go about, you know, ruling and reigning because he knew his foundation. So therefore, even you and I, we need to know the foundation of our lives, the foundation of our marriage. We must not just freestyle and hope that I am building upon the right foundation or even hope that there is a foundation upon which I am building. We need to know what our foundation is. And therefore, the biggest question where we are at the beginning of this year, the biggest question that we need to confront ourselves with is, what is my foundation? What is the foundation of my life? What is the foundation of my family? What is the foundation of my dream? What is the foundation of my career? What is the foundation of my business? Am I just building randomly, freestyling, or do I know? Remember I said, God, the Bible says about him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. And if God was sure about his foundation, you and I must learn from him as the greatest builder of them all to say, if God makes it very clear he does not shy away from revealing his foundation. I need to also ask myself, what is my foundation? What is the foundation of my marriage? What is the foundation of my family? What is the foundation of my calling? What is the foundation of my life? Am I sure that what I am building is going to last? Is it going to stand the test of time with the kind of foundation that I have? Because the question is not only what is the foundation. The question is also how is my foundation? How is my foundation? Because I need a strong and a solid foundation. I need to be very clear-headed wherever I am going. Some of us, we are also going to, like, I, like we've been praying now, maybe you are going to school, you are going to varsity. You better know your foundation even before you start your first class, before you even, uh, you know, sleep or whatever accommodation or toilet because that world, if you don't have a foundation, you are just going to build anyhow. So before you even start, you better know what is my foundation? What is the kind of foundation I'm building upon? And how is it? If I have any, how is it? Is it strong enough? Is it solid? Is it going to help me to build something strong or something great? Because all of us, as we are sitting here, I'm sure we have aspirations of experiencing great things in life. None of us want to finish small or none of us want to just, like I said earlier, end up building a shack in the sense of our lives, marriage and callings. But all of us 
somewhere deep down in your heart, you want to be great in life. You want to have a great family. You want to have a great business. You want to have a great career. You want to have, you know, imali, ube right, empiluin. But the question is, what is the foundation upon which you are building as you are working towards achieving that level of greatness? It was Gordon B. Hinckley, who was an American religious leader, who said, you can't build a great building on a weak foundation. So that's why we are asking, how is your foundation? And he continues to say, you must have a solid foundation if you are going to have a strong superstructure. So if you are going to have a strong superstructure of a family, of a life, of a marriage, of a business, of a career, you must at least have a solid foundation. You must build upon that solid foundation. The Bible does not shy away from showing or revealing how Jesus is the sure foundation upon which even God himself is building. Now take note, Bazalwan. Our original relationship with God was destroyed. And when I say original relationship with God, I mean after he, um, of course, uh, created the heavens and the earth, placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He had a relationship with them, right? And it was built upon uh, a sure and a solid foundation of truth. He spoke to them, gave them truth. Here is what is going to make our relationship to work. You have every tree in the garden where you are free to eat from it, right? But do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was the truth that God gave them. But unfortunately, they sinned against God through deception that came um, via the serpent in the garden of Eden. And that relationship was destroyed. That relationship was destroyed. It came down, you know, um, and fell down and, you know, as if it never existed before. Are we here? And therefore, after that, as Abantubagankulunkulu, we then attempted to rebuild that relationship, but by perpetuating the deception and the lies, because we did not have the truth as yet. We attempted, and even there are many who are still attempting even today. I was one of them, probably some of us who are sitting here, we are one of those who are still attempting to build. We think we can build a relationship with God, you know, uh, based on our own uh, limited knowledge and understanding. See, Funugu's convincer that this thing is going to work out, not having encountered the truth. So we attempted to rebuild this relationship. We failed dismally until God stepped in and presented to us the truth. That is Jesus Christ. That's why when Jesus comes, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Because God was not going to attempt to rebuild our relationship with him based on the lies that we were now exposed to. He had to present us the sure foundation, Jesus Christ. 
That's why even our salvation has to be sure if it is in or upon the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Are we together, Barcelona? Because sometimes we can continue and think that, no, all is well. We are rebuilding and uh, uh, and and uh, only to find that our foundation is not sure. So Jesus Christ now became the price that God had to pay to rebuild our lives. We need to understand that when we are talking about God's plan of redemption, Israel, it was well calculated to the T. God was not going to perpetuate lies and bypass everything that was said and every principle that was laid, that was laid down. He had to observe all of them. That's why even the way that Jesus was born, the way that Jesus died, the way that Jesus rose to provide our salvation, to rebuild our relationship with him. God had to be careful in executing his plan. He was not going to bypass. Otherwise, the foundation was not going to be sure. Let me make an example. Remember that even when Adam and Eve sinned, there were things that God pronounced and said that they are now going to govern how things are going to happen going forward. So God was not going to ignore that and just bring redemption anyhow. For an example, he says uh, to the woman, Eve, that is, says the seed of the woman, right, shall come and, and bruise the heel of the serpent, right? So when Jesus comes to die, God had to keep that in mind to say this must be observed. I can't just bypass it because it has been there. Out, especially out of, out of his mouth. So that's why then we are told when we study the crucifixion of Jesus that it happened where Ekol Gotha Angit, which is also translated the place of the skull. And number one, because how that he looked like, if you get the original picture, it had some form of image that looked like a skull. Not only that, it is also believed again that the head of Goliath was also buried at the bottom of Golgotha. So that as Jesus hangs on the cross, his heel is going to be positioned directly on the head. Why? Because it was spoken like that from the beginning. So God had to be careful in executing his plan. Are we together, Bazalwan? Now, having said that, listen to what the Bible tells us. Remember I said, Jesus had to become the prize that God had to pay to rebuild our lives. Nehamba ne? Joshua chapter number 6 and verse 26. Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. This, is, this was the time where they were destroying the walls of Jericho. Uh, and, and, and Joshua, as the man of God, makes a pronouncement. A pronouncement. He says, Cursed be the man. Before the Lord who rises up and builds this city, Jericho. In other words, Agati, it can never be rebuilt. He says, if you attempt to rebuild it, it has to be at the price, at a price. And take note, he says, cursed be the man. Hmm. 
Cursed is he who hangs on the tree. Says, cursed be the man. So if you are willing to take that curse, you can be free to rebuild here, right? Says, cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds the city, Jericho. It continues to say, he shall lay its foundation with his firstborn. So in other words, you are free to rebuild it. But if you do rebuild it, you must be willing to take the curse and be willing to lay the foundation of this city with your firstborn. Now here is God. He comes. He finds our lives destroyed. Rightfully so. Our relationship with him is destroyed. God comes in. He recognizes, I can't just rebuild anyhow. I have got to lay a foundation and I must be willing to take up the curse and lay or pay the price with my firstborn. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and the Bible describes Jesus as the firstborn from the dead. So God then takes the firstborn, lays him down as the foundation and now he says, I have a right to rebuild your life. I have a right to rebuild. So even us, Baselwane, as individuals, we need to understand, therefore, that we have, we can only rebuild in our lives, in our families, if we take back the firstborn to his rightful place. When we recognize Jesus, otherwise we will have to find our own price to pay. Our own firstborn. That's why, yeah, in the world, in other circles, I'm not sure if you've heard about this, that whenever people attempt to rebuild their lives and have wealth and have fortunes, you know, and have, you know, great wealth and whatever, they will sacrifice their children. We've had it that there are people who will be willing and, and they will go and consult and say, look, my life is destroyed based maybe on the history that I've had in my family. There's something that I'm faced and I need to break this cycle. And then they are going to be told, sacrifice your child. And all shall be well. And other people do that. How wicked can it be? But with us as the children of God, as the people of God, God knows that we cannot afford that price. That's why he has given us Jesus and all that it takes is for us to recognize him in our lives, put him in his rightful place so that we can have a right to break whatever that has been running in our family so that we can rebuild successfully. Are we together, Bazalohan? And many people attempt to replace Jesus and they attempt to find other sources or, or other foundations upon which they can build. But here is the easiest way. God says, I'm offering you Jesus. I'm offering you a foundation upon which you can rebuild your life. Upon which you can rebuild your family. Upon which you can rebuild your business. And, and have a great future. You don't, in other words, you don't have to waste your children or any other thing for that matter. Just bring back Jesus in your life. And begin to build upon him. And then all shall be well with you. And there are many people even today. Who don't recognize Christ like I said earlier. 
and they feel like they have their own principles that they can put together. And they can use those to attempt to build a relationship And somehow, they want Jesus to accept that sacrifice. Or they want God to accept that sacrifice. And God can't because he did not prescribe it. And for that matter, there were systems that he prescribed before. But they expired when Jesus came. There were things that were temporarily put in place to try and rebuild the relationship temporarily. Waiting for the coming of Jesus. And when he came, he fulfilled all of those requirements. And now there's no longer a need for us to try and use our own methods and ways of trying to build a relationship. Say, Jesus is my foundation. And then Jesus, as a foundation, comes now to help us to be able to build a relationship. Remember, God rebuilds our relationship with him, rebuilds our lives. He uses his son, lays him as a foundation. Jesus, as the foundation comes, says, I am now going to lay a foundation in your lives that you can use to build a relationship with God. So our attempt now does not come from Yaya's Lendo Econogu social media eating my truth. So that it, it is not going to be your truth, but it is going to be him as the truth. To know and be sure what is the kind of foundation I'm going to use. And he comes and he lays this foundation. The Bible calls it the foundational teachings of Christ. And we are going to dwell more on them this coming Friday as we come to pray together. But today I'm just going to mention them in passing. They are found in the book of Hebrews chapter number 6 and verse 1. These are the elementary principles, the foundational principles that Jesus came and taught us so that we can observe them. They are repentance from dead works, faith towards God, doctrine of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. In other words, Jesus was simply saying, if these six things are properly understood and interpreted in your life, you can have the truth that you need to build a relationship with God, build your life from a correct perspective. But now, having said that, we realize and we learn this one thing. Number one, the foundation is important, right? But number two, laying a foundation does not come cheap. As we saw in the book of Joshua, that you are going to pay the price with your firstborn. It means it does not come cheap. It is a costly exercise. It is a costly exercise. When you are serious and intentional about laying a sure and a solid foundation, 
in your life, you need to know it is going to cost you something. It does not come cheap. First Kings chapter number 5 verse 17, And the king commanded them to query large stones, costly stones it says, costly stones, and hewn stones to lay the foundation of the temple. So even in as far as the temple is concerned, costly stones were used as a foundation. So even in your life, it is going to cost you. It does not come cheap. It's not a nice, uh, you know, cruising kind of experience. It is going to cost you. It's a very costly exercise. And secondly, it is not impressive to the onlookers. So even as God was laying that foundation, it cost him his son. In other words, it cost him everything. But the image of Jesus dying on the cross was not impressive. What kind of a father does that to his son? It's not an impressive exercise. So even in our lives, Basalolo, we need to know it's not going to be impressive to your friends when you are busy laying a solid foundation in your life. It's not going to be nice. It's not going to impress anyone. And in most cases, we are so obsessed as people to build to impress onlookers. We allow them to put us under so much pressure to a point of violating principles of building. Why? Because we are desperate to impress onlookers. Onlookers are defined as non-participating observers. These are people who are not going to spend anything to help you achieve your goal. They are not going to contribute anything meaningful. They are observers who are patiently waiting for your downfall so that they can have something to talk about. And in most cases, we are so obsessed. That's why we put ourselves so much under pressure and end up fast-tracking the process and neglect the fact that uh, we have to take our time when we are laying the foundation. Remember, in Isaiah where we have read, the Bible says, he who believes will not act hastily. So if you believe in this principle that you need a solid foundation, a strong foundation to have a great life, great family, great calling, you are not going to act hastily, especially because you want to impress on Lucas. Another pastor friend of mine calls them the monitoring spirits. They, people who are monitoring you every day, monitoring your progress. You see, we, we, we need to get to a point where we are not going to allow these non-participating observers to, to push us, to, to fast-track something just so that we can prove to them that we, we, we are capable, we are able, as if there is a, some kind of a reward that they are going to give to us. On Lucas, Bazalwane, they have no rewards for you. Only God will reward you for observing the right principles that he has set in your life. So don't pressurize yourself. Take your time. Lay that foundation. Make sure that you are not going to rush. You are not going to put yourself under pressure just so that you can impress people. Take your time. Take your time. Lay that foundation. Why? Because 
the onlookers, let me give you this example. When a mall is being built, let's take the mall here like Kaya, Eakiwe, and Pick and Pay. I'm not sure how old were you when it was built, right? Uh, but when it started, there was a board with a perfect picture. And we were onlookers of the perfect picture. We were more interested in the perfect picture. But they had to start dirty. They had to dig. They had to clear the ground. And that, that, that time was very dirty. And we were not impressed by it. And, and sometimes we need to say to ourselves, it is okay when this process in my life of laying a foundation is not impressive to the onlookers because it is going to benefit me at the end of the day. I am the one who knows what's at stake. I am the one who knows what kind of a foundation I need for the kind of load that this foundation is going to, is going to carry. So whenever they are criticizing me, whenever they are uh, saying I'm not doing this correctly, whenever they are saying I'm wasting time, gunini, 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 I need to say to myself, it's okay. Because I'm the one who is building here. And I am the one who knows what is it, you know, that has got to be put in. Because in most cases, the foundation is more visible to you than an onlooker. You are the one who knows the progress. Because an onlooker is, look, is looking for tangible results. Is looking for the fruits outside. But I know the process. I can see the seed has been sown. Say, from the streets, it's not visible, but the one who is watering the seed each and every day is able to see there is some progress here that is taking place. So don't rush. Don't rush. You, you are a tertiary. Stay in your room, lay that foundation. Study. Master your notes, your study. Prepare yourself. You are laying. In other words, tell yourself. I'm laying a foundation for my career. And, and Lesos Kati cannot be determined by onlookers. Because sometimes we are, we are rushing because we want to prove. Stop. Proving a point to onlookers. They are just monitoring. Because at the end of the day, once they see your success, they take offense and not celebrate you. So as stressing among onlookers, they just want to interrupt the process that God has started in your life. It's not for them, it's for you. Impress the one who has called you to, to build. And the one who has called you to build is watching. When you are laying that foundation, he's applauding you. When you are laying that foundation, he's clapping for you. When you are laying that foundation, he is cheering you on. Why? Because he sees how wise you are. Ungashishi, ukuba impressa 
minha caverna. Nashish, take your time. At least by the time you can afford it, you can start coming out. You see, that's why the social media age is pilaguyo namhlanje. It is a blessing, but it is also a curse. Because many of us, we just can't lagangaga. It's because our aim is to impress on Lucas. The ones who wake up every morning just to see what's the latest thing that is happening in your life. And we end up not becoming genuine because we have started this process. Now we have to continue feeding. We want to give an impression that we are doing well. The Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. Work on the tree so that it can produce the right fruits. Grow the tree. Grow the tree until it can produce the fruits. Grow the tree until it can produce the fruits. Grow the tree until it can produce the fruits. I hope Ninam. If you believe in this principle, you will not act hastily. My spiritual father, Bam Zimela, loved saying, He loved saying, Uzofa, Uzamuk prove Labanti point. Trying to prove a point. Aiko into emnande jengo relaxa when people are talking about you, gossiping about you, criticizing you. Relax, Najah, chill. Especially when they are provoking you to try and prove a point to them. Just say to yourself, "It's not about them. It's about me. I know what I'm doing. It's about God. God is the one who is monitoring me. He's the proper observer because He's the one." who carries the reward. Many of us rush. We rush into committing to relationships. You've dated twice with this person. Already, you want to commit. Uchahelepi. in your life because if you are 30 years old now and for that matter maybe you will die at 80 you still have 50 years ahead of you to build with this person so let's go for another date let me ask you more questions Let me know your real name.
Ushalapi. Ubabako ngumani. We are mazu babako. We are mazu mamako. You need all of those facts. Uguzewazi uguti. What are you dealing with? Some of us, we ask those questions too late. Because when you are, you need to understand the kind of weight that this thing is going to carry. And if a person has no time for that, that's a red flag already. Let's talk. Before figure in the picture, what was your vision? What was your dream? What were you busy with? Have you ever fornicated before if they are a Christian? When last did you fornicate? Because you want to know if I'm getting married to the fornicator, a fornicator today is an adulterer tomorrow. So I need to understand, do we start this now or do you still need some deliverance? Some, I, I, not, no, no, it's not that you are a bad person. I just want to know what I am dealing with before I commit. When was your last relationship? How long did it last? Why did you break up with that person? Can I phone them and find out? Yeah. If it's possible. Because we want to lay a proper foundation. Many of us, we attempt in life to build big things, but upon weak foundations. Our foundations are too weak for the great and the big visions that we have. Our foundations are too weak. If I sit down and I hear you share your dreams and aspirations, they are impressive. But I'm concerned about some of our foundations. Because if you know the cost of a foundation, you will not destroy it easily. Because you know that might be the end of your building venture. So do whatever it takes not to tamper with your foundations. Lay those principles, those values for yourself in your life. And do whatever it takes to preserve them. Many of us, we start well. There values that you uphold in your life. And after a while, you think, I know, saying, uphold it enough. I'm removing them. I'm going to build in a different way. Oh my goodness. We are running a risk of losing somewhere down the line. Remember, I said we can come back to God and He can give us a new beginning. And we can lay yet another foundation. The Bible says in Psalm 112, um, in Psalm 11 and verse number 3, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? So, don't destroy your foundations. Don't destroy the good principles, the good values that you've always upheld for the sake of a relationship, for the sake of a business transaction, for the sake of a sexual intercourse for the sake of temporary pleasure. Do not destroy your foundations. God gave them to you for a reason.
If the foundations are destroyed, it said, what can the righteous do? There's nothing much we can achieve if we are going to do away with the foundations that God wants us to build upon. I've seen many people in the church who have started well. They began well. But at some point, they destroyed their foundations. They moved away from them because it became unfashionable in a particular season. If you, you saw, you read, and God spoke to you and said to you, Busi, keep yourself pure until you are married. Do that. Maintain it. Don't destroy it. Keep it intact in your life. Even if in the kingdom of God, maintain it in your life. I know the foundations of my life. That's why I said even God himself knows the foundations of his throne. He knows the values and the principles that are sustaining him. And he's not going to dare tamper with them. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If I move away from the pearls of wisdom, the principles that God has given me to show me that Jacob, if you do one, two, three, and four, your life is going to come out. Stay there, Strobosam. Stay upon those foundations. They might not be impressive to your friend. They might not be impressive to your relative. They might not be impressive to your business partner. They might not be impressive to other Christians. Maybe they are ridiculing you as one to any for being who you are in terms of your values, in terms of your foundations, in terms of the principles that you are upholding. Probably they are calling you names. They are saying you are this and that. But be proud of the foundation you are standing upon because you know it is a sure foundation because if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? I'm telling you, Bazalwane, there is a season in our lives where it does not matter how much you speak in tongues, how much you declare, how much you do all of those things. If you have tempered with the foundations, the Bible says, what can the righteous do? And many of us, we need to find and locate our foundations. Get back to the foundations. Start rebuilding upon those foundations. Because we are running the risk of destroying everything that we have worked hard for. The foundations. I said, if you know the value and the cost, the pain, Elder John, that it takes. You see, for an example, let me show you the, 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 the price you pay to remain faithful. Elder John, I'm sure M7 is in. They are beautiful ladies. Amanye, Ubonuguti, no available. No my bonny ring, u available. I mean, I go around in different places where I meet strange women. Also, it's like, I'm going to throw myself at you. And I always have to pay that price. And I can't just destroy it. For temporary pleasure. There's a lot at stake. I have two kids. I have a wife. I'm leading a ministry. Oh, I can't just tamper with this foundation because it's connected to many other things in my life. 
certain foundations. Listen, especially the things that God speaks to you and tells you. As if nothing happened. Now I know. I'll be the first to come and resign and tell you. Because You need to know, Samson. Your, your power is directly linked to the Nazarite vow. You are not going to touch anything dead. You are not going to cut your hair. You are, going to, you are not going to touch alcohol. That's your vow. The foundation that my ministry and life stands upon. And if it is destroyed, what can the righteous do? Some of us, we need to realize that until that foundation is restored, you might as well forget about the destiny and the promises and whatever it is that you are looking forward until it is restored because it can be restored. We spoke about on Friday the new beginning when Samson's hair began to grow again. So there has got to be a place where I go back and say, God, I want to relocate and I want to go back to my foundation. If you know, I said, Barcelona, the value and the cost of the foundation, you will not allow anyone to build anyhow on your foundation. Because you know how much it cost you. You know how much it cost you. So do whatever it takes. Not to allow anyone, your friends, your neighbors, your colleagues, don't allow them to tamper with your foundations. Let them be careful how they build in your life. It was the Apostle Paul who said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. He says, I have laid the foundation, he says. So in other words, he knows how much it cost him. He says, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. Because life works like that. You lay the foundation, you say one, you say single. You daughter, is work, right? Or you business partner, is work, But then Paul says, after he says, and another builds on it, he says, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. So you better let your friends know I've worked hard for this foundation that I have laid in my life. You better be careful how, don't tamper with this foundation. Don't tamper with these values. 
You, you found me as a Christian. You found me believing. You found me fasting. You found me praying. You found me giving. You found me reading the word. You found me serving. Don't come and tamper with those foundations. These are the things that have been sustaining me all along. Don't come and interfere. Don't come and question because there are other people, Barcelona, that the enemy will always appoint, appoint and bring in your life to help, to just disturb you. And build anyhow upon this foundation. I figured Umuntu Nestina is going to approve one. I figured Nesamende is cheaper. It's going to have a lot of money. I figured You know, sometimes we need to understand it took a conversation to take Eve outside of God's will. Especially if. Uzotola, it's in Kulumet now, or says a singing labo. Lavanya Spire, Sebastian. You've built, you've placed a foundation in your life. You said, I'm going to keep myself pure. Well, Mokubega in Impilianzegabo, Ufigu brother, a son to it. Oh, shame, Moba Velegenzeg. And now you've been waiting for this brother. Afige. As big, and now we, we are born with shame. I not to call it a con. Uben a temp. At Magafiga at discovery foundation on I. Abon Ruti, Ace, Nile Foundation. Anganguazo Yaka lending Zamugiaka in a sense that Anganguazo Achiva. Look, giving Yanaba Mengna. Mobile foundation intact. Ati Angalan Temper in a foundation. Did God really say? Because the foundation of truth was already there with Adam no Eve. They knew exactly this is what God said. But when the serpent comes, he realizes, as long as they are standing on this foundation of the truth that they have had. Let me first temper with the foundation. Did God really say? God said, Alkazi logo. Gatetenga manyamakama. When the scripture bas interpreter, nenyenche yabona, uguti uche kopla beson twin. Uzama ugun brainwash and obagate leves mina sengeng alfunda in Greek and Hebrew. Anitang says um fundi seng uche kopel. Si pizing a foundation. So masitum fundi si foundation and agisug. For we must dethrone. Because Utum Tabelosa Kiwe Pesuguesise Sabaman Saba Postoli Baba Ne. So go call them Postoluce Copo Figile. Wale Foundation, why call Waka Peswai. So Uguze still another foundation, finally still another if again. Same discredited. Semu shokala semu shunche unche 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 ukuze na ubona ukuthi ngoba uthi 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 inyonga ithi hayi unkulunkulu angithi uyoyibekile foundation hayi unkulunkulu kahle hle usaba ukuthi nizofana naye maye enduqinisile ngoba unkulunkulu New, good mother, fan and army. 
Angeke bakwazi ukuyihandle yonke into engiyaziwa. Unkulunkulu is aware of evil. He is able to resist it. It cannot change him. But as soon as their eyes are opened, the first thing they are aware of, we are naked. They were naked all along. So we can't mess up your life until we deal with the foundation. So therefore, child of God, do this for yourself. I have laid the foundation. I've worked hard. I've prayed. I've fasted. I've preserved myself. I've sown seeds. I have sown seeds of worshiping God, serving God, dedicating my life. It has cost me a lot to get to this point. Dear brother, as much as you are interested in me, be careful how you do it. Dear sister, dear friend, yes, you want us to connect. It's okay. Be careful how you build upon this foundation. You can tell a story that are going to tamper with this foundation. Don't defile me. Before I met you, angaz and kleben ngomfundis. Before I met you, angaz and criticize the moon. This won't do it. Be careful how you build on this foundation. This foundation has been intact before I met you. Before I met you, I believed in the value of marriage. I believed in keeping myself pure. Be careful how you build on this, on this foundation. He says, take heed how he builds on it. Because there is no, as we continue, he says, because there is no any other foundation that any man can lay except the one that has already been laid, which is Christ Jesus. Because that's our function as the servants of God. We are not coming to lay our foundation in your life. We are here to preach Jesus, the truth, so that he can be the foundation upon which you can build your life, upon which you can build your family, upon which you can build. We are not trying to brainwash you. And if we are brainwashing you, it's okay because we are washing out any other thing which does not say Jesus. But we are bringing Jesus in place so that you can build upon him. So that you can build upon him. And as I close, the question is, are you building on a solid foundation? Jesus once spoke about a man who built a great building, successful building, that even when the storms were beating against it vehemently, the Bible says, it was not destroyed. It stood the test of time. And this man succeeded because of these two things. One, because the Bible says, it was Jesus speaking, he dug deeper. What does that mean for us? We need to be deeper in God, to go deeper in God until we can hear his voice for ourselves. Until you can go beyond into my Sunday to I have heard Jesus talk to me today. Until we can go beyond to a point where you can say, I have had Jesus today. And you cannot hear from him. 
you cannot hear from him and be shallow at the same time. Because the Bible says, deep calleth unto deep. And many of us, we claim that we are hearing God's voice. We claim that we desire to hear from God, but yet at the same time, we are too shallow. Go to church whenever we want to. Pray whenever we want to. We, we follow Jesus when it suits us. We are too shallow. We are taken, you know, by any wind of doctrine that comes too shallow. But you and I, in this season, for us to lay a solid foundation, we need to just make a conscious decision. I'm digging deeper in God. I'm going to dig. I'm going to go deeper in God. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be rooted and grounded in the faith that I have in God. I'm going to commit because I want to hear from Him. I want to hear His voice speak into my heart. In the Passion Translation, it says, the one who truly follows me chooses the right place to build. So in other words, when you are hearing from God, you are choosing the right place to build. Through His Word, He's clearing the ground for you so that you can know where to build and how to build. Number two, which is the last point. Lay down all you are hearing. By laying down, what do I mean? Formulate and enforce or insist all the rules and the principles that God is giving you. Insist on applying them in your life. Insist on living your life according to God's principles. Because Jesus says, whoever hears and does what I am saying or what I'm telling them. It's not about just hearing. It's also about doing it, applying it in your life. Another translation puts it this way. It says, when you are going to work the words into your life. Work the words. Don't just know them. Don't just hear them. Work them in your life. Listen to every message and have a desire. How do I work it into my life? How do I apply it in my marriage? How do I apply it in my business? How to build like that? And when you are doing so, the Bible says you have chosen the right place and the right way of building. And what you are building, guess what Jesus said? Even when the storms arise and beat vehemently against what you are building, it is not going to be destroyed. It is going to stand firm. It is going to stand the test of time. The Amplified Version puts it this way. It says, if you are building like that, you are like a far-sighted, practical, and sensible person. Far-sighted, practical, and sensible in the way that you are building. Let's stand on our feet. Say, Jesus is my foundation. Let's lift up our hands. Just pray and ask Him to just help you to once again identify, just do a self-introspection, check the foundations that you are building upon. How does it look like? Does it reflect the principles of God's word? Of God's word? Are you building it upon what you are hearing from God each and every day? And if you realize that you are far from that, ask Him to help you today to rebuild the foundation of your life, the foundation of your marriage, the foundation of your family, the foundation of your calling.
Father, this morning we thank you for reminding us the importance of laying a solid foundation. We know, oh God, that you, you desire for us to build great lives, great families, great callings. And you know that, we know, oh God, that you don't want us to build it only to lose it five years down the line, two years down the line. But you want us, oh God, to build something solid and strong. Something that is going to stand the test of time. Therefore, this morning we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come even with a heart of repentance, as we come, O oh God, returning to you, we say, O oh Father, in the name of Jesus, have mercy upon us. Forgive us where we have messed things up. Forgive us where we have destroyed the foundations. Forgive us where we did not build the correct way with the proper material. O oh God, upon the foundation that has been laid in our lives, the foundation that is Jesus Christ himself. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ this day. Help us, O oh God. Restore us. Take us to our original position. Give us the truth upon which we can rebuild in the name of Jesus Christ. For we know that when, O oh God, we go back to the foundations, you are going to restore our lives. You are going to restore our families. You are going to restore our callings. Father, we give your name praise. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.